With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday. We'll check in with Mike Tirico. Is it the Open Championship? His 25th Open Championship. And we, of course, will make our predictions. Who will win the Open Championship? Do we have to pick a long shot? Now, is it a three-round draft? Have we come up with a game plan here? Traditionally, we do a three- or four-round draft. So we're thinking you could pick two of anybody, like favorites types. Okay. And then someone that has to be, I guess you'd say, at least plus 10,000. All right, well, let's just do it. Let's do it? Yeah, we'll just go around the room. Uh, Todd, we'll do a snake draft. And uh, so you, then Seton, Marv, Paulie, then me, then me, then we go back. So, Todd, you got first pick. Who are you taking? He's long overdue. Our old friend Jordan Spieth is what I'm going with. Jordan Spieth. Yes. Okay. Uh, Wow. Plus 3,000. Seton O'Connor. Taking Scotty Scheffler. Scott Scheffler Jr. the third is the second favorite there. Marvin? I'm going to go John Rahm. All right. He's the uh, third favorite tied with Rick Fowler. Paulie? What a value pick. I'm going to take Rory with the fourth pick of the draft. Shocker. Um... I'm going to take Tommy Fleetwood. You love him. I do. I love his piercing blue eyes. Back to back. Fairway Jesus. And I am going to take... I'm going to take Cam Smith. Cameron Smith. Mm. Ben (coughs) Champ. Let's see. Paulie? I'm going to go with the extremely overdue Victor Hovland. Oh, Victor Hovland. Hovland. Yes. Hovland. Marvin? Dustin Johnson. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Seton O'Connor. I hope I'm pronouncing this fellow's name right. Uh, but I'm going to take it. Uh, Min Woo Lee. Min Woo Lee. Yes. Okay. Todd? I'm taking Usti. Louis Oosthuizen. Oh, my goodness. Why not? No? No, that that should be your long shot. <laughs> no, I got, I got a different name in my Oh, in okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, and now your long shot. Todd? My long shot is Guido Migliazzi at okay. plus 30,000. Oh, my guy. Guido. You stole him right out from underneath my All nose. Right. Seton O'Connor, your long shot to win the Open Championship. Uh, is there an Irishman in the long shot? Uh, sure. Give me a second to find an Irish guy. That's what I'm going with. How about Shane Lowry? Oh, wait a minute. Seamus. What's Seamus' power? 
Oh, okay. I'm taking Seamus Power. I don't even know if he's Irish, but with a name like Seamus Power, okay. it's probably my favorite, my new favorite golfer. All right. Uh, Marvin. I don't know this gentleman, but... I don't think you know any of them. I know Rory McIlroy. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Paul Casey. <laughs> Paul Casey. Uh, Porsche collector, by the way. Uh, Paulie, long shot. Hurley Long is a fun-sounding name. It doesn't sound like a real name. But that's a long shot. Yeah. He's still ah! a long shot. Ah! <laughs> you know, I'm going to go just because it sounds uh, like someone who would win the Open Championship. Harris English, Dan. Harris English. English. He can hit it. He can move it, as they like to say. I'm going to go with uh, Denny McCarthy. Ooh. Denny McCarthy. And that's it. That's it. We've done it. Yay. <laughs> a couple of also rounds, Shub Hanker Sharma and Nacho Elvira. Nacho can play. Nacho, I think, won an event a couple of weeks ago in the DP World Tour. Okay, it's the final hour of the program. We'll uh, ask Mike Tirico, who will join us from the Open Championship, get his thoughts on uh, who he likes and maybe uh, a surprise in there as well. You can watch all the action. Royal Liverpool Golf Club, Segway. Who's going to get the Claret Jug? The Championship Golfer of the Year, the 151st Open Championship. Live coverage all weekend on NBC USA Golf Channel and right here on Peacock, which is where you can watch this program. Download the app if you haven't done so. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. And uh, not else, not a lot else going on here. Uh, some baseball. I think the last time the Yankees were this bad was 33 years ago. 1990, they finished in last place. I believe uh, the Reds are going backwards. The Angels win, and the trade trade deadline is still looming. There feels like uh, Northwestern is investigating the investigation into uh, Pat Fitzgerald and company. Uh, Lionel Messi worked out with uh, Inter Milan or Miami, <laughs> and he might be playing on Friday. Oh, uh-huh. I guess. And the tickets uh, still available. You can in the secondary market. I was looking at some crazy prices for this. For his debut, Seton, I thought that I saw some prices of $100,000. Yeah, there's one thing that said it was like $110,000. There's a lot of well, numbers going around with get? Messi that are being, I think, grossly inflated. Do I get to play? Like, if they said $100,000 and I got to play, then I'd go, okay, I understand that. Hmm. But what am I getting for $100,000? Yeah, Paul. I, I don't know the basis of that story. I'm, a, I'm on a few different uh, websites where you could buy aftermarket tickets. The get-in price is $259 for Cruz Azul at Inter-Miami on Friday. Right. You can get it. There's lots of better tickets, but you know nothing over like two grand. You know, there's like front row seats. You get front row seats for five grand. Yeah, where did the 100000 come I don't know. from? I, don't, I have no idea. All right, uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, That's it. How about this? Okay. You know how they teams, see, you know this, how they walk out and they hold hands with little yeah, kids? kids? So I get to hold hands with Messi? Okay. What would you pay to have, what would someone pay to have their son or daughter be the walkout no, kid? No, I'm talking about me. Oh, you'd want to be the little kid walking. Yes. Messi. Yeah, forget your kids. Yeah, but I would tower over Messi. You would. Yeah. They wouldn't let you out there with them. Too I know. Tall. It would look bad. It would look bad. Um. I uh, I pay twenty five thousand dollars. I think you could. I think you could beat there. I think you get. I think that will sell. If you said you could be the kid who walks out with yeah, Messi, with Messi debut, and hold hands, that's a that's a big ticket. Yeah, item. yeah. But I, I'm telling you what I'm willing to pay. <laughs> You're putting it out there. Yes. If 
if they would like to invite me there so I could hold Messi's hand. All a bunch of little kids my, behind you. He'd have his little hand in my hand. <laughs> It'd be Easy. like, oh, if Marvin went. Oh, equal size hand. I like that. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Is this a child's hand? No, it's Marvin. <laughs> Marvin from the Dan Patrick show? Yeah. Like Benjamin Messi just turns around. Got to be careful. Seton's getting a little sensitive. We're, we're picking, no, on, I, we're picking think, on Messi. You think Swifties are bad? Wait till the Messies get on you. Good grief. <laughs> the Messies. <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. Our Argentina affiliate is getting upset. Yeah. No, no. We all, we all recognize his greatness. I'm, I'm pro Messi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I could walk out there with him. I tower over him. I'm just... Being a journalist here, telling you, put his hand in mine as we walk <laughs> I'd wear my kit. I'd have my uh, my uniform on. Uh, Tim in Florida joins us on the program. Hi, Tim. Good morning, boys. Or should I say men? Yeah. Talking about just a little quick take on Draymond Green. Um, if you're a man... Couple things you don't do: you don't hit a woman, you don't flop, and you don't beat up some guy that you know. If you're a man, you know you can beat him up. You just don't do it. That's if you're a man. You know, like yourself, Dan, a man's man. Thank you, thank you, Tim. Yeah, Draymond Green kind of explained why he had to drop Jordan Poole. He was on Pat Bev's podcast there. Uh, we talked about what triggered Jordan Poole said something. Jordan that, Poole said things that as a man you don't say to another man. Oh, God. <sighs> to be fair to Jordan Poole, he's not Spud Webb out there. He's like 6'4", 210 pounds. Yeah, but Draymond is 6'8". Sure, but they're not... They're not 50. They're in a similar uh, ilk. Well, did Jordan Poole expect to get punched? He pushed him. Well, that doesn't mean you expect to get punched no. by your teammate in practice. If I'm out on the street and I do that, then, yeah, there's a good chance somebody right. is going to punch. I preface this by saying no one deserves to get punched, but he did give the get-off-me push-off. But it's your teammate in practice. Yeah. That's the thing that Jordan Poole, being unprofessional, but the fact that no one really responded in a way like, oh, my God, or somebody grabbed Draymond or somebody check on Jordan Poole. was like, uh, what happened? Oh, okay. Uh, it's our ball. That was it. If anything, Jordan Poole should have punched Draymond Green the minute he got into his face. Instead of pushing him, he should have punched him. Rory in Florida. Rory in Florida. Good afternoon, Dan. Good, good morning. Good morning, Rory. I'd like to make three points about the baseball thing. And you were talking earlier about Harden and signing him to a contract at his age. Well, I hear people out there throwing numbers of half a billion dollars at Otani, who's going to be 30. And like you brought up yesterday, one little arm thing, and he could be done pitching, and then you have to go to him. But uh, to another point, you brought up Babe Ruth and Otani's numbers. Mm -hmm. I believe if they go back, Babe Ruth was 19 years old when he started his first such-and-such such games. Yeah. And Otani was 26 or 7. I think it would be more fair if you went to Babe Ruth at 26 and see what he did in that time span. No, no, it, it, it wasn't uh, like a expose on who's better. We just looked at the numbers, and they're crazy similar. That's all. At, at the same number of games they played, and yes, Babe started out younger, and Otani was 24 when he got here, I think. 
But I was just mentioning that one has one more home run than the other, and one has one more victory as a pitcher than the other. That, that's all that was. You know, there, there are comparisons. Ota- what Otani is doing is more impressive than what Babe Ruth did. Yeah, Paul. To be fair to Babe Ruth, there was a point in his career where he was, for two years, the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And then there was a 10-year window where he was clearly the best hitter in baseball. Otani is now the, probably the best hitter in baseball. I think we could all agree this year and last year, past couple of years, he's been the best overall hitter in baseball. Probably, right? Well, he's, Judge was last year. Yeah. Okay, so he's never been the best overall hitter. And Otani has never been the best pitcher in baseball at any point in his career. So th- that's still where he is in comparison to Babe Ruth. He's not there. Yes. He- to be fair to Shohei Otani, um, Babe Ruth only saw fastballs because I don't think they knew how to curve the ball yet. Well, so. no, they could throw spitballs. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think, I think pitching has probably evolved since Babe Ruth was playing. Yeah. Yeah. But they could throw a spitball back. You could... You could, you could scuff, throw that spitball by it. <laughs> make you look like a fool, boy. Mm. Uh, to witness Lionel Messi make his U.S. debut might require a big payday. Uh, tickets expected for his first match on Friday, selling as much as $110,000, according to a search on a ticket reselling website. That seems uh, unlikely. Stupid is what it seems like. Even the number they're throwing around that his unveiling, uh, those like Three point five billion views, or something like yeah. that. That seems highly unlikely. Mm. Ted in Tampa joins us. Hi, Ted. What's yeah. on your mind? Hey, DP. Got uh, two quick questions for you. All right. Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, the Rays, uh, the bases weren't loaded by the other team, but the Rays threw a wild pitch, and the runner for third base scored. Now he didn't score automatically because the bases weren't loaded. So there's lots of phone calls coming in down here to local sports radio. Does that get considered as a walk-off, balk-off category? Because he didn't necessarily get home automatically. And the second question I've got is, uh, what the heck happened to uh, pro football talk with Florio and Sim? Uh, They're on vacation, I think. They'll be back, I think, starting in August when uh, all the camps open, I believe. I think they're on vacation. Uh, Anne in Austin. Hi, Annie. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan, Danettes, and Houdat Nation. So, Dan, listening to you talk about your upcoming uh, retirement, um, <laughs> if you're leaving in December of 2027, who will lead us through the Super Bowl 2028 and the week after? Mm. Thank you, Dan, for your time. All right, Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, these are uh, questions uh, yet to be answered. I'm not sure. All I know is that uh, at the end of 2027, it's the end of May. Yeah, Paul. Are you opposed to a six-week contract extension I don't, to get you through the I, Super Bowl? I, I don't know. Right I can't now. offer that. Here I'm we yet. go. I don't know. I don't. But you're open to it. And what, we're going to do it right up to the Super Bowl and then not talk about the Super Bowl after? <laughs> there you go. Right, free agent. And that's a big draft. Yeah, right? it's just that... I mean, the draft will be right around the corner. I've done enough damage to America <laughs> probably April, on a daily probably basis. Late April. Yeah, I just can't. I like, though, that you've scheduled it out so that we would still be here. This is going to make you very happy. This is like the biggest three to four years in U.S. soccer history. Yes, yes. And you stayed on the air just long enough yeah. to cover Copa America and the World Cup when it's yes, here. I can't and wait. And then 27 happens, and then it's like, okay, now we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Once, I knew it. Once I got four years to get you on. Yeah. Once we're ready to win World Cup, 
our boys. That's it. Golden generation, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Ken in New Mexico. <laughs> Hi, Ken. Hey, DP. Hey, I got your uh, closeout trip for you to go out with a bang. Nobody kicks it like these people. Okay. Nobody kicks it in this place. It is 2027 Rugby World Cup Australia. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Ken. It might be the mm. only suggestion for uh, rugby in Australia. Doing the show from Australia. What time would we be on? To match our time here? Yeah. Right now in Australia, it is about quarter after one. Quarter after one a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's probably not going to happen. We would have to start the show at eleven p.m. Eastern time. Okay, or, uh, their time. Yeah. Okay. Oof. I'd like to go to maybe a two soccer matches, like the two best venues to go to in Europe for the Premier League. Camp Nou. I would like to go to, if there was a, a match on a Thursday and one on a Saturday, or, you know, could I go Manchester United? Could I go Liverpool? Could I Arsenal? All right. Maybe what we'll do is we'll try to figure out, like, a Champions League match, because then you're going to get two, I mean, not that you wouldn't get two great matchups anyway, but that would be pretty sick. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do the whole experience, go into the pub, and uh, yeah, walk to the walk stadium. To the stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dude, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, Marv. I'm changing my answer. I'm with Paulie. I'm going to do my bucket list is an SEC football game. Okay. I don't know about the six week bus ride thing. No, nah, I don't know about that uh, either. No, you can count. I Two buses, a... Dan. You get a bus, we no. get a bus. That's ambitious. That's, that's ambitious. I'm quitting early. Not at all. If we could get a bus where we could do the show on the bus. Then I would That's be not a problem. Or we uh, could that white whale again, huh? Yeah, yeah. I know. God, I tried that. Yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard to get a bus that we were capable of doing the show from, and we would just travel America. That was like 2016 uh, to 18. Oh, it's like 2008 it, through 18. I know it's painful. It was it was a decade. It it really was. I was trying to get a bus, and then we could trick it out. We could have a studio in there, cameras outside, sit outside, bring the awning over us. Oh, you would think that the technology is caught up where it'd be easier to do now. And if you put it out there that a, a big motor coach. Well, the hard bus, part is getting the actual bus. Well, put it out too. there now. What mm. bus company wouldn't want to sponsor this tour? Let's take a break. So, so far, I'm just saying for our uh, bucket list. Yeah. Four year bucket list. Yep. We have Wimbledon. We have two soccer matches in Europe. Yep. TBD. Yep. Uh, and we have a college football tour game yeah. type scenario. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking Greece off there. Yes, Tom. Can we squeeze in a Hawaii trip? No. Honolulu has the Sony Open, no, the Diamond Head no, Classic, and the no, Wacky no. Cup. Why would I go where Ryan and Honolulu is? That's a valid point. And you, of all yeah, people. Yeah, if we could close it off, though. That ain't going to happen. Let's take a break. Mike Chirico will join us from Royal Liverpool after this. <laughs> Simply Safe Home Security. I don't know how the voice sounds, they have the Smart Alarm wireless indoor camera. And uh, you can now get fast protect monitoring plans. If an intruder breaks into your home, Simply Safe will then, they can actually see and speak to the person who's in there and maybe, you know, warn them we can see you, we are recording this, and uh, we're going to send this to the police. So I don't know if they just say, 
hey, you, we can see you, get out of the house. But sign up for Simply Safe 24-7 Live Guard Protection, the new smart alarm indoor camera. They're always thinking, they're the best. They are. They are unbelievable people to work with. Professional monitoring costs just under a dollar a day, so that's a bargain for peace of mind. Now, as a listener of the Dan Patrick Show, get 20% off any Simply Safe system. A huge offer for a limited time. You got to sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. SimplySafeDan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, 12 teams scored 10 or more runs, the most teams to reach double digits on a single day. Since 1894, four games saw both teams score at least 10 runs. It was wild yesterday. 
But uh, And scoring is up just a little bit. I was curious about that. Remember with the pitch count, but you can't have an, a shift now? I was wondering uh, what was that going to do to offense, and I uh, checked the numbers. So just a tick up as far as offensive production. NBC Sports host, and uh, he is the host of Sunday Night Football, the play-by-play voice, and covering the Open Championship, the 151st Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. He's Mike Tirico, and uh, coverage will start NBC at 7 a.m. Eastern. Mike uh, calling his 25th Open Championship. What was it like when you called your first one? Wish I remember, man. It was '97. It was a long time ago. Justin Leonard won. Uh, I, I don't think I knew what I was doing at that point calling golf. Uh, I only called about four or five events, but uh, I do remember Justin had a great Sunday, uh, a steady Sunday. Other guys had a chance to catch him, and Justin was here on his own. It wasn't a big family or girlfriend or wife at the time. It, it was just Justin and his caddy ordering a pizza after winning the Open. It was it was pretty cool. Pretty cool scene, and we got to. Relived that a few times and worked with Justin over the last couple of years here. So that was kind of cool. But I'm wondering when, when it comes to an audience, knowing mm-hmm. terminology, you know, because if you right. call it a sand right. trap or a bunker, and then, you know, the golf uh, cogniacente is going to come right after you there. But football yeah. or yeah. horse racing, give me the sport where you got to stay in your lane and be careful because they're there to correct you. Probably golf early on because so many of the participants or the viewers are participants. They play all the time. You know, you're members at a club. You, you play with your foursome every week. You have a certain time you play on weekends. So I, I think probably golf as much as any because the people who are watching, they know the language, they play, and you can tell a fraud right away, somebody who doesn't know the sport. Fortunately, I played not well, but played at that time. So it wasn't like it was all brand new to me. But uh, I, I think, Dan, if I knew then what a career pivot point that might have been, I, I don't know if I necessarily would have said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. But I was lucky. I was surrounded by Curtis Strange, Judy Rankin, Bob Rosberg, Steve Melnick, some really good and talented people that kind of kept me in a place where I could succeed early on. And, you know, 25 Opens and 27 years of doing this later, it's, uh, it's fun to be the old guy, I guess, every once in a while. Do you remember when the story came out that I was up for the job to do golf? Oh, you know what? I had forgotten about that. Yes. That's right. Yeah, so so was, why didn't you? Um, I, I never You're... talked to anybody other than it was in Rudy Martsky's column in USA Today. <laughs> I'm getting ready to do the 11 o'clock Sports Center. And one of our bosses realizes the next day that it's going to be made official that you're going to be the voice of golf for ABC. Okay. This is in 96. So I'm walking down to the set and one of our former bosses go, uh, hey, can you come here? You know, I got five minutes to get from one building to the other to do SportsCenter. Calls me in and he goes, hey, um, Tariko's going to get the golf job. And I go, what? Yeah, he goes. Yeah, uh, Tariko's going to do golf, uh, and uh, and and you're you're going to just stay doing Sports Center. I then have to go over and do a Sports Center after I just right. had that, and and it was one of those moments where I go, I didn't I didn't volunteer, I didn't ask, I was just told that I was up for the job. But that's you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you I, you I, stole um, it from I me. Did, I did. I'm sure I did because uh, because you were clamoring. I did. Uh, <laughs> Two, two senior tour events in 96, 
And uh, those, those are the first two opportunities I had to do golf. I actually got the chance to do it because Jim Kelly, not the Bills quarterback, but yeah. Jim Kelly who was a terrific sportscaster, a b- bunch of assignments. He was doing the America's Cup in San Diego. Oh, and yeah. uh, they needed somebody to fill in. And I did I did two golf events with Andy North and Gary Koch and Bob Murphy. And those guys those guys were uh, were godsends for me to to help get started. So so maybe you would be here and I'd be sitting in your chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was different if Rudy would have gotten it right. I don't know. What would you shoot on that course right now if you were playing? Oh my God! <laughs> it, it, it it certainly begins with a one. Uh, okay. You know I'm I'm a fourteen, so I'm in the high eighties, low nineties. If I'm if I'm playing my average, I can shoot a little better. I have shot a lot worse, including the last couple of weeks. I can't drive it right now, uh, but I'd love to see. 10, 15 index players come out and try to play these courses because you're, you're shooting triple digits. It's so hard. It's so fine. You know, you're not raking it up from two and a half feet. That's good. You have to get that up for your sticks and move on, you know? you got to haul everything out, and you're going to miss a few of those. This course, like all the courses for the Open, it's the wind. If we get some wind, then you really have a story. And I was just up on the 14th tee with Rory McIlroy, Cheryl Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, and Victor Hovland, and it's a practice round. So guys hit a couple of balls. Rory put a two iron in the fairway. The other three guys hit two drivers, and five of the six drives missed the fairway. And then now you're hitting it at a rough, yay high, and all that. So it, it takes forever and would be a high number for most average players. But are you rooting for that as a broadcaster of – yeah. You want the weather. You want the conditions. You want us to almost feel it as we're watching this. I think you want some. But on Thursday and Friday, you'd like it to be fair. Because you can get play early Thursday, weather's good, front or a storm or winds coming in Thursday night, Friday morning. So the guys who go late Thursday, early Friday, they just get a raw deal with the draw. And then guys in that half, it's pretty balanced with good players. Guys in that half of the draw just get taken out of the tournament. As long as it's fair to get you to the weekend. But I think this major, more than anything else, begs for a little rain, a little weather, a little weather, a little wind. If you sit and watch the Open, you get up early to watch it, you just want to see people fight it. I mean, the whole world is experiencing record heat right now. Yeah. And it was 63 degrees here yesterday. I was two layers walking around the golf course. It was a cold rain. It, it's just different, and I think that's why this Open, and this major, I should say, has um, has stayed with its unique power to connect with American fans because we don't see golf or conditions like this very often. He's Mike Tirico, NBC Sports host, play-by-play voice of uh, Sunday Night Football. Patrick Cantlay and Brooks Kepka are paired together, and Brooks played with Patrick Cantlay before and said it was death because he takes forever. Now, I know they manipulate the you know the pairings here. Do you think mm-hmm. that they did this on purpose to put Brooks Kepka with Patrick Cantlay with the possibility of somebody being murdered? <laughs> I don't think that's the outcome that they saw. Oh, okay, okay. But, but but there's always been a little bit of a sense of humor to put some of these groupings <laughs> together on Thursday and Friday. And I don't know if it was humor or if it was just, yeah, we're going to put them together. Uh, but here it is, and... It's hard. Kepka has said it publicly, right? Yeah. And Ka- Patrick Cantlay is not a fast player. So is Brooks already slightly defeated in terms of his mental approach? I don't think so because the majors, he blocks him out. He loves play, but he, he'll be unhappy. If Patrick is taking forever 
and it's a slow day. And majors can get slow. If there's a little bit of wind, there's a backup on a par five, somebody's making an eight, needs a ruling, it can slow down. So it can take five hours. Brooks can run a little hot in those situations. Is he strong <laughs> enough to forget about it and just play? I'll tell you the one thing you'll see. If Cantlay plays first and then kept the plays, and that could often be the case because Brooks hits it so far, man, as soon as that ball lands to the other guy, Brooks is over and ready to fire. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a hard guy for the golf producer on the TV side. you got to be ready because Brooks is going to fire as soon as that ball comes to a stop. How much is tape and how much is live when you're doing play-by-play? Yeah. It depends on who's producing at the different networks. It also depends on the flow of the golf course. If you go to commercial, you've got to come back and get caught up because the action, it's the one sport the action doesn't stop right during breaks. The, the other thing that I think people should realize, it's easy to be critical of what's on tape, what's live. And there can be 40 golf balls in motion at the same time. At no other sport do you have anything more than one ball in motion at one time. So you've got all these choices. So while you're playing, Fritzy, well, maybe that's a bad example of Fritzy, somebody else might be hitting a shot, right? So you're playing, I'm watching you live, and you're a slower player. But I'm staying over because you've got an eagle putt. That means I'm missing two shots that I'd like to show. So you should, I think, the audience should accept you coming back and saying, hey, this, this was while Dan was playing, here are these two shots. I'd say that the later you get into the weekend, the more is live okay. because there are less shots you have to show. But on Thursday and Friday – those feature groups, the main groups, like we have uh, Rory, Rahm, and Rose together right before 10 a.m. Eastern time, you'll see a lot of their stuff live. A lot of the other stuff around them will be taped because you're watching those three guys play. So you got to balance it and figure it out. Is there a more rooted-for athlete right now than Rory McIlroy? Given everything that's happened, he was the face of the PGA yeah, Tour, uh-huh. stood up to the Live Tour, the Americans, you know, appreciated mm-hmm. this. Uh, he's been playing great, just won the Scottish Open. Yeah, I, I don't want to just blurt it out and say yes, because that's my initial reaction is yes. For all the reasons you just said, I'm trying to think, you know, outside of Kansas City, Mahomes is likable. Steph has a likable quality about him, as you saw with the uh, event in Lake Tahoe, the American Century, right? It was like, that was really cool. The reaction on social media to Steph's hole-in-one was Wow, that, that's, that was pretty awesome. But they've won recently. I, yeah, exactly. But I, I, would, I would say yes, and here's why I'd say yes with Rory. Tiger's not in, the, not in the mix right now. Rory probably moves the meter in terms of ratings as much as any golfer in the U.S. for American fans, and he's not American. He was in Scotland taking the Scottish Open title with back-to-back birdies in the last two holes out of the hands of a Scot. Yeah, Scottish players don't win, and the crowd went nuts. It wasn't like, oh, polite applause, great player won. He took it from our guy. They were going crazy. That tells you how popular he is. Uh, up on the 14th tee, uh, if Rory heard his name 70 times about an hour ago when I was up there with him, that's a, that's a low estimate. Uh, I would say certainly in golf, and as I just go through the sports, probably as popular globally as any guy is right now, but for the reasons you mentioned, he stood by his word, turned down $600, $700 million to stay true to his word. That resonates, I think, with fans in 2023. I'll leave you with this because people brought this up. Some people on this show brought it up. Hey, could you see Steph Mm -hmm. Curry 
maybe when he's done playing basketball at the age of 39 or 40, playing like a corn fairy tour, something like that. And I said, you know, but there's a difference between being a scratch golfer and being a professional golfer. And Steph Curry, you know, barely beat out Marty Fish and nobody's going, hey, could Marty Fish play on the corn fairy tour? Well, we saw Smoltz play. Yeah. Right. We saw Smoltz play and and he did okay. Right. And Tony Romo. And Tony Romo. And Steph is a phenomenal athlete, and he's still young enough at this point, right, and in great shape, hasn't taken the beating that Tony took physically, right? And Steph is so good right now as he is a top-level active player in his sport. So, yeah, you're going to get some degradation with a few years, but let's now say that this great athlete is putting all of that time, instead of into shooting, into his golf game. Because his golf game's at a pretty high level. These other guys are really, really good. And they do it under pressure. I think that's the difference, Dan. You can get a good golfer, but around a crowd, they're not as good. I think a crowd makes a guy like Steph better. Yeah, I think he thrives on that yeah. pressure and the moment and all that. So I'd say he could he could play. I don't know if he could play on the Corn Ferry Tour and prove himself over time. But if you put him in an event, I, th- I think he'd do all right, especially after he was done playing uh, it's basketball. A traditional meal that you've had, the best meal you've had there of local fare. Yeah, fish and chips. I mean, you have to have fish and chips. Now, we're not in Scotland because you could have haggis, and I know that you know what haggis is. I'm sure you've had haggis. Blood have pudding. You? Have you had blood pudding? I've had blood pudding in Scotland, but we're not in Scotland, oh, so no. I can avoid those yeah. delicacies. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I know 25 years of doing the Open, I've never done the broadcast in a kilt. You've worn a kilt on the air, haven't you? Yeah, I got yeah. one on right now. <laughs> Obviously, of course you do. Yeah, this for, for the segment. Any, yeah, I'd ask you if you have anything else on under the kill. However, <laughs> we're out of time for the segment. For yes, we are. See. Because yes, we are. <laughs> because you're doing golf and I'm not. Stop it! You're in the cave. Look at you. You've got you've got all those things around. You've got the legends of the business behind you. What more could a man ask for? You've got the USA thing up over your head. And in case anybody tuned in didn't know you're an American, we know that. It's perfect. Have fun, Mike. <laughs> I miss you. See Thank you, you, buddy. That's Mike Tirico. He's uh, covering the uh, 151st Open Championship. That'll be uh, starting Thursday across uh, all the platforms there, NBC, USA Network, Peacock, and then weekend coverage as well. So I was up for the job to do golf. Did you want it? I wanted to be considered for it, but I still love doing Sports Center. And I just remember that I was going, it was like 10.55, and I'm going to do the 11 o'clock Sports Center. And one of my bosses calls me in and says, hey, uh, you're not going to get the golf job. Uh, Tariko's getting it. And I was discombobulated because I'm walking over to do Sports Center. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, Paul. There's nothing that screams management more than a management person telling an on-air talent moments before a national broadcast horrible news yeah. <laughs> or career-defining news right before they're going to go on air and not wait until after the show to tell them. Well, no offense. it was unprofessional to do it, but yes. they were worried I was going to find out, so they were trying to be professional by telling me. But, yeah, that was, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember where I was in the newsroom. I'm walking over. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, no big deal. Just, just real quick. Yeah. Hey, c- come here for a minute. 
And then um, I, that walk was long. <laughs> it was it was long anyway from one building to the other to do Sports Center. It was really long that night. Yeah, Paul. A long walk spoiled. Oh, okay. okay. Blue, blue. Put it together. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn. What's in store tomorrow. Right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Aaron. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the retirement tour begins now. Four and a half years. December of 2027, the microphone gets turned off. But until then, we'll continue to have fun. And I thought morale might be low because I announced my retirement, but I got, I got uh, Picture Day Ray to go get some breakfast burritos. Who has it better than we do? Oh, nobody. 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 Yep. to win the lottery, too? Yeah, Dang. win the lottery. Yeah, Paul. But, Dan, we're going to be perpetually in a bad mood with your pending retirement. Mm. So does that mean we get food daily? <laughs> no. That'd be still, fantastic. We'll still be doing Meat Fridays. Right. That'll be it. That'll be it. You know, occasionally we'll sprinkle something in there. Uh, let's see. Cody in Texas. Hi, Cody. What's on your mind today? Man, Dan, you know, kind of bummed out about my 2028 now, but um, just wanted to uh, <laughs> just remind you that you've promised on your last day to give us all the behind the scenes and all the stories, go the D of everything. So I just want to make sure you're still going to do that. Okay. I think so. Uh, we got a pretty good list. It might be where the audience just gets to ask questions. Christmas Eve, 2027. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make the Danettes work December 24th, 2027. And it's not work. It'll be beautiful. It'll be a beautiful moment. Three hours of grown men crying. I love it. Yes, Todd. What kind of Meat Friday would that look like? Christmas Eve, 2027, last show Meat Friday. I have no idea. That could be wild. But you know what? I'm going to have you cook. (laughs) <laughs> and no one will be able to survive for Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, Daniel in Montana. Hey, Dan, what's on your mind today? Hey, long time, second time, about the same height, about the same weight. Okay. Hey, um, I know the guy is a friend of the show, and you've been talking about it, but you need to get to the Barkley compound. Oh, yeah. It, um, Charles has made that invitation known but then kind of reneged on it when we got out there for the super bowl and he said he had to go shoot one of subway commercial probably yes see i think what's going to happen is dublin is going to go so well with will farrell that the next time we go somewhere like say we go to the open championship and it's in scotland charles barkley is going to be like hey i want to tag along with you nerds <laughs> and then charles barkley is going to come because it's going to be so much fun mm. people are going to see and be like oh i'll go there and watch that that'd be fun hang out with the nerds mm. yeah marv so do we always have a guest danette every single road trip we take from here on out i i would like for it but i don't know if we would be able to like is adam sandler going to do this i was gonna say darius rucker for the south carolina football game yeah he would definitely if he was in town he would be a danette for a day of course you know, that reminds me, Todd, we have to get him on. He's up here. In Friday, August 4th. August 4th, right? Bridgeport. Yeah. So I got to get him to acknowledge publicly, you get to go on stage and sing two songs. He's been in hiding about that, so I don't know what's going show on. show just canceled. No, no, he's he he promised. He's like, you realize I do this for a living, right? Like, this is my <laughs> career we're talking about. Yeah, but, but you're going up there. 20,000 people coming to see me, and then Todd's going to do two cover songs. Two songs, yes. Why are you making a joke of my concert? I don't yeah, appreciate it's not it. It's the Milford Oyster Fest. This is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. If I'm Darius, I pull a Jason Aldean and about about eight songs. <laughs> it's I too go, warm. Oh, I got a hurl. Yeah. No, oh, but, gotta... no, but Todd is going on first. <laughs> I Aldean it. Todd, Todd oh, is, is going to be the warm-up. Oh. Yeah, Todd's the warm-up. What if Todd was after the band? 
That would be like the encore. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Fritz. Where is everyone? Where'd everybody go? What are you going to sing? Bro? Don't you remember? You Think about a couple of Hall Notes songs. Okay. By the way, Reggie Aloysius Miller is someone we need to give an invite to one of these future events that we're hoping to go to. Since he came up with the name Danette, yeah. he's got to be at the top of the list for uh, going overseas or wherever we go in the future. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Bob in Montana. ADP. Hey, ADP. Hey, Bob. Congratulations on your retirement. I just wanted to volunteer my services. Uh, for one, when you do retire to Montana, if you need a wingman, let me know. I actually got a bunch of 50 and over pickup basketball game groups that I play with. So if that's something that appeals to you. Now, I thought you were going to say you had a bunch of uh, f- over 50-year-old women. And I was going to go, now nah, that <laughs> that can't be factored into the retirement pitch there. It's called me the Smokey or Al Michael. So if hard knocks need to back up, oh, I'm your man. You know, you could do it, Bob. You could do it with your voice. Let's go around the room what we learned on this program. Sometimes award nominated. And people think this might be a sympathy thing by announcing my retirement that maybe we could win a sports Emmy. If it, if it works out, absolutely. Todd, what'd you learn today? Seton so wonderfully stated earlier, every day is hump day on Love Island. <laughs> it's fantastic. Seton, what did you learn today? 2027, December 24th, 2027. Let the tears begin. Marvin. You're Otanied out. Yeah. Paulie. I've got 2028 off. And 2029. (laughs) Todd, what did I learn? We need to see Jets players cut on hard knocks. It's sad, but compelling. Discover credit cards. Do something awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. Like when we go to Dublin, when I come back, doubled. See terms. Check it out for yourself. Thanks for joining us. Discover.com slash match. Talk to you tomorrow. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.